Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. back with you folks and as we move along in these podcasts I can't believe we're on Psalm number 48 and great is the Lord and talking about these different things and how wonderful and how gracious and how uh, our God is a great God our God is uh, uh, deserves all our praise Uh, he deserves everything we have that we can give him he deserves we just finished that wonderful Psalm we're supposed to sing praises to him so we know we're praying to him we know that's us talking to him. We're reading his word. That's him talking to us. We're singing praises to him. That's a form of worship. That means we love him. We care for us. Uh, we care for him. And we know he cares for us and uh, things of that nature. And now we come upon Psalm 48. But before we dig into that too deep, with me as always is my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on with you today? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I'm doing fairly well. Praise the um, Lord. I don't know. I'm not sure it's, what else to say. So there's not <laughs> much going on with Stephanie, we can surmise. But uh, uh, I will tell you, let me I do it. Edited your book, edited your new book. Praise God, you know. And, the uh, two-hour process. <laughs> and that was Helpful Wounded Spirits. It's, the new, it's a trilogy. So the workbook and the teacher's workbook is coming out as soon as I hear from Miss Rhonda. And uh, maybe I'll, I'm going to set you on that course when we hang up. You can figure out okay. where her feedback is on that. And uh, so we're moving forward on that. And, and God is good. And God is doing, uh, uh, he's doing the work. So really the workbooks, the workbook and the teacher's workbook are really set up for conferences, for churches to run PTSD classes, Sunday school classes, whatever the case may be. And uh, we're going to provide the slides. We're going to put them out so people can just download them. So the new books, the uh, you know, you'll have teacher's edition will be filled out. The student edition won't. They're great for your churches, great for a study, uh, for couples, families, churches, whatever the case may be. What a great study. So make sure you do that. And we're going to get you that other book soon. And then we're going to get Overcomers out for Stephanie. And then once the trilogy is all out there, which should be, God willing, within the next four to six weeks, all three should be out there readily available. Two should be out there by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, then we're going to start on Stephanie's next book about how the counseling came about and all those different things. So pray for us as we do those. We do those books not for personal glory or gain because we really don't make anything, so to speak, of a little bit. But uh, we do them most of all to help people, to get some kind of written word out there to help other people. And I don't know about you folks, but I was greatly helped by Stephanie's book, uh, To Die is Gain. Uh, so if you get a chance, you go out and buy that book, First Chance You Get. To die is gain. Finding, uh, finding abundant life in death was, I think, the uh, uh, subtitle for that, and that's the truth. It's the truth of Stephanie's life and her kid's life. It's a, it's a picture of what God can do uh, in somebody who's been through junk. So, saying that, and so since Stephanie's not telling us what's going on, let me tell you what's going on with Stephanie. Uh, you know, they got through the holidays. The dog's getting bigger. The kids are still crazy. Uh, Everything's good. They're great kids. Um, 
The weather's been weird. They had some snow, some ice. She brings Thor in every night. Am I missing anything? Uh, uh, you got to see your relatives. Um, you got great Christmas presents. Uh, you got great, uh, had a great New Year's with your family. They were all there. I think I updated everybody as much as I could on your situation. So That was a good, a good synopsis. And I'm still today, as we do this podcast, I'm still located in New Holland, Pennsylvania, right outside of Lancaster. And uh, But anyway, we're on Psalm 48. Psalm 47 had this cool feel about it, you know, when we when we got out of that and everything going on. But, you know, in God and his perfect wisdom and his uh, setting us up, Psalm 48 is the perfect next day psalm. And so I'm going to ask Stephanie to go ahead. It's her turn to read. And uh, she could go ahead and read Psalm 48 for us. Most definitely. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled, they passed by together, they saw it. And so they marveled, they were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there in pain as of a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts. In the city of our God, God will establish it forever, Selah. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. He's my God. He's my God. He will be our God. He is our God. And every knee will bow. And as we continue on with this one uh, thread throughout the book of Psalms, as Stephanie and I go on, as we see these things, as we share together a couple things. First, if we haven't said it, we want to say just how honored we are to have you with us every day listening to the podcast and we know we see the dots on the apple map that you guys are from all over the world we know that some of you are listening to us in the middle of the night our time in asia and 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 countries across the world and we're pretty happy about that and we're thankful that we get this opportunity to have fellowship together and to uh you know kind of do a devotion online together and talk about that and and stephanie as you were reading you, you know i kept coming back to the great city of god heaven and it, it comes right out, and, and God's to be greatly praised. Um, and it's talking about his holy mountain. It's talking about the beauty of it, all those different things. But first of all, God needs to be praised. Great is our Lord. Great is our Lord. That praise. Remember we talked about doing praise with praise songs, with worship. And I mean, what are you thinking right in the beginning there? What's what's coming to your mind? Well, as I, I think I said yesterday, God inhabits the praises of men. And um, I think there's, it's a, I think sometimes praising God, true praise to God comes most when it's done through faith. Yeah. And by that, I mean, it's easy. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do it in the good times, but it's, it's, it's a great thing to sit around and have when everything's going great to sing praises to God. Yeah. 
but it takes faith to praise God when you'd rather curl up in a hole and die. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's that's where Paul and Silas were, and that praise, I think, is a is a praise of faith that it's praising God for what we aren't seeing Him doing with our human eye. Yeah. And you know this when I think of this, and you know we don't live in the day of, um, you know this was written in the Old Testament, um, when there was even though Israel had a king, David it was their king, they were set up as a theocracy. God was their king. But here in the church age, you know we look at heaven as the as the city of of God and. Um, when we were reading this, it made me remember just this week, Stephanie, or and maybe it was last week, I can't remember, or Saturday, so I think it was this week, um, one night as I was getting Stephanie, getting ready to pray with her, she said, Mommy, she's like, what do you think Daddy thought when he first got to heaven? Mm. What, what, what gate do you think he walked through? What did that gate look like? And then Emmy chimed in, and my kids think more about it because... Our daddy's there and um that's that's when i read this i think of heaven and the fact that we can rejoice in in heaven the hope of it and it gives us the confidence to say this is our god forever and ever he will be our guide even unto the death but that praise really is a step of faith, especially if you're in the midst of a trial, if you're in the midst of a situation, um, you're not praising God because it feels, it feels like a fun thing to do. You're praising God because it's worshiping him. Because he's God and we're not. And because he's the God of heaven, because he's the God of earth. No, that's a really good point. Uh, I love that point. And, uh, uh, God is known in our palaces for a refuge. And, uh, and, but, you know, then we go to the kings of this earth. They're kind of so beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. Then it says, for lo, the kings were assembled and they passed by together. They saw it and they saw, uh, and so they marveled and they were troubled and hasted away. Why are the kings of this earth troubled? Well, I think there's that sense in which there is a there is um, the the world's best best atheist knows there's a god. Yeah. The kings of the earth are troubled when they think about God. It's because God has put that light in every man He creates to yeah. need Him, and when you choose to reject Him. You will be troubled. You will be miserable. That's right. And, and you know, there's an emptiness in every one of us that only God can fill. But mm-hmm. there's a peace in every one of us that knows there's a true and living God. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says. There was a great mm-hmm. agnostic, uh, was a pilot. And uh, he was coming into to, uh, Love Field, I guess, or the field out there in, in Texas. And he used to go around and lecture that there is no God. It's arrogant to think there is a God. You know, all the things agnostics believe. There is no God, and nobody can know the word God. All those types. You know, agnostics take it a step further than atheism. And, uh, but anyway, his plane was crashing. 
and he crashed his plane. It was a terrible plane crash in Dallas. You can, you can look it up. And as it crashed, the last words this pilot says was, oh my God. And so I think exactly what you were saying. Now, you know, the stupid things you remember all these years later that you read in a newspaper years and years ago or you picked up and you caught in a book. Uh, but the truth is you're right. Every, everybody has an emptiness. Everybody has a piece in them that knows there's a real God. And these kings are like, man, we're not set up. This place isn't for us. This is, you know, th there's people in America today, uh, po politicians, doctors, lawyers, preachers even that don't know God. Yeah. And, and that mock him and uh, common people and common everyday heathen. And, but, you know, they hasten when they see that holy hill. They hasten when they see that holy city because they know they don't have entrance. They don't have a reservation. And I think you, you nailed that really good. And then they saw it, Stephanie. So they modeled. They were troubled. They hasted away. But then look at that next verse. Fear took hold upon them and pain as a woman in travail. Now, what does it mean to be a woman in travail? No one knows that uh, better than a woman who's been in travail. Is that a good thing? <laughs> Not the pain part. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Having given birth to seven children with no medication. Wow. Um, I should say six children. I guess I had a little bit at the end of the M lines, very end of her labor, but um, so virtually seven children. Um, six virtually seven. Um, no, the pain is awful. And I think there's that sense in which I, I would take verse six, combining that, that this is literally a terror. Yeah, I think you're right. This is literally a sense of terror. And um, that's not a, the heathen, and I don't say that unlovingly, but those who do not know Jesus Christ need to know that he loves them he died for them but he is a holy righteous god yeah and he takes sin very seriously he takes shaking your fist in his face very seriously yeah and there should be if you do not have a fear and a pain as of a woman in travail mm. you don't have that kind of fear for god and you are sinning against him and you do not know him as savior. Wow. I, I tremble for you because that, that is the, one of the huge factors to realizing your need for him is realizing he is the God of heaven. That he is. That fear of him and yes, he loves you. Jesus Christ loved you enough to die for you on the cross and to take this never ceases to boggle my brain, but he, he died and took the penalty for our sin on himself. He did. And yeah. that is a love I cannot even begin to comprehend with my human mind. It is so overwhelming, but God is a just God. And if you do not accept Jesus Christ's gift of salvation, you face the terror of hell for eternity without him. And, you know, that's that's the primary purpose of our podcast Yeah, is that you wouldn't face the fear and pain, that terror that comes when you reject Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the important reason why Eric at the end 
uh, you know, part of the staff that takes care of the podcast. It's, uh, I, I think it's really Cody and Eric take care of the podcast, but I think it's very important here uh, what you said that at the end where they're given the salvation message, where they're telling you what you need to know to be saved, that you would never feel that pain like a woman in travail when, and, and that gut-wrenching, I don't know God, uh, you workers of inequity, you don't want to hear those words. You don't want to, you don't mm. know me. And, and, and thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. And, and we have heard, Stephanie, there in verse 8, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. We have thought of thy love and kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. And as he, and, and you know, the psalmist continues on to elevate God's status. And, uh, you know, he, God deserves so much more than that. But as Christians, are we elevating God's status in our life? So we praising him back a couple psalms ago. Are we singing praises to him? Are we praying to him? Are we reading his word? Are we worshiping him? Are we yoked together with a local church, the bride? Remember, uh, just four, four psalms ago, we were talking about we're the bride. He's the bridegroom. We got to stay spotless for him. The church has got to stay right for him. The church has got to stay clean for him. The church has got to keep their first love. The church has got to keep all these things going. And, uh, and, and we come along here and, uh, and, and we see, are we doing this? Do we understand his hand is full of righteousness, his right hand? He's so good to us. He's so great to us. And, and brethren, I propose to you that even those of you who are in pain and hurt and turned upside down, realize the righteousness of God and what he does for you. Even if it's just bringing you to the other side, saving your soul, that you will never get anything better in your entire life your entire life. And then, then those last few verses, let Mount Zion rejoice, let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mock, mock ye well her bullock, bullocks. Consider her palaces that ye may tell it to the generation following. For the God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even, even, unto death he will be our guide no better guide and i mean as we're as we're looking at that stephanie i mean psalm all put together psalm 48 all put together what comes out you know we've been through it what's the practical side what what do we walk away from with psalm 48 well i think verse 14 is a very interesting sum up of this psalm that seemed to focus to a huge you know, a tremendous portion of it focused on the city of God. But it doesn't end focusing on the city of God. Mm. It ends focusing on David declaring for this God, this mighty God, is our God forever and ever. I like that. He will be our guide even unto death. It's like David is making a proclamation to the whole world. Jehovah's our God, and he will be our guide even unto death. And he will be our guide even unto death. And this psalm is this that that verse is very special. Um I know it's a verse when Charles and I were preparing for marriage, preparing for life, that we made that psalm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I know there's hard times. You know, sometimes with Stephanie, folks, is, uh, 
you know, the, the hurt, the, the, uh, the wound, uh, those of you who've lost loved ones know the wounds and, and it's still fresh with Stephanie, even, a, um, even coming up on two and a half years. But, you know, I'm thinking, Stephanie, that the guide, that word guide, He's the director of your path and there's a comfort in that, you know, and why doesn't he have to be our guide after death? Because after death, you're in heaven with him and then you're seeing him face to face. Then you know him. You don't see him through a glass darkly. And, um, you know, if he is your guide, even unto death, the reality of the beauty of heaven will be yours. You won't stand before him ashamed if he's your guide even unto death. And just, um, I think it was last night during family devotions when the ki- I was talking with the kids and we, re- we reviewed Joshua 24, 24, which says the Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey. And there's, there's certain declarations throughout scripture where I believe it's very wise for us as God's children to take verses like Psalm 48, 14 or Joshua 24, 24 and declare them before God and say, God, we're going to serve you. You're our God and you will be our guide even unto death. And um, I think for any, anyone who has a desire to serve God, make this one of your foundations because there are a lot of things that will seek to be your God. There are things of this world, fear, terror, will seek to be a God in your life Mm. where everything is put through that filter and everything in our life should be put through the filter of God being our God. It should be put through the filter of God being our guide He said, his word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. In other words, his word is my guide. Yeah. And if the word of God, Jesus Christ is the living word, make him your guide throughout each, every moment, day and every day of your life. And I think that's one of the most, when I come away from this Psalm, verse 14 is what challenges me the most is David doesn't end just declaring Verse 13, he ends with God. It's all about him. It's not about a location. You know, heaven will be about Jesus. Charles used to say, heaven's not about being in heaven. Heaven is about being with Jesus. Amen. And yeah, that's um, good. ironically enough, Charles talked of that every day. And so that has to stay our focus is making God our God. He is making God, let God be God. You know, I think that's the great summary. This, I think, I think you nailed it right there. For God is our God forever and ever. And my water just took a fall off the refrigerator I'm sitting next to in a hotel room. And uh, I better stand it up. And, uh, and, and God was merciful. It didn't spill. <laughs> it did not fall in my computer bag. But anyway, so what, what song do we close this one with, Stephanie? What's coming to your mind here? Okay, so I have um, face-to-face sitting here. Oh, that's great. Face-to-face with Christ my Savior.
what will it be when with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who died for me. Face to face I shall behold him far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all his glory, I shall see him by and by. Praise the Lord face to face, we shall see him. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.